Praise the Lord. Good morning. I believe it is well with you, well with your family, well with all that you do. We've been looking at the test of the cross, the test of the cross. And this morning, looking at the life of Jesus, we will continue with Mark chapter 15, verse 33 to 34. Now, when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the night hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Elohi, Elohi, lama sabatani, which is translated, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The seventh test is the test of abandonment and aloneness. The test of abandonment and alone as God uses your own people, your family, your friends, your disciples, leaders, fathers, brothers, people around you. And even sometimes heaven can appear to be silent when you are going through this test, the test of abandonment, the test of aloneness. When you look around and you find no one no one to stand with you. You look around, your wife's gone, your husband's gone, father, parents, brothers, sisters, everyone you believe in or you think believe in you seems to have gone. Jesus, at this moment, looked around. Not his father, not his mother, not his brothers, not one of his disciples was around. No one was around him. Oh, my goodness, how do you feel when people who have been with you for three and a half years, day and night, these were men who pledged their lives. These were men who stood with you when other disciples left. These were people who said, I will never, I will never. Peter boasted, boasted and said, I will never leave you. Now Peter was gone. He even denied him three times. These were people who wanted to sit at your right hand. People who wanted to be with him at all cost. Jesus looked around. Not one was around. Not one. The people he prayed for rejected him. They abandoned him. The people he loved abandoned him. The people he healed abandoned him. The people he prayed for abandoned him. The people he helped abandoned him. They rejected him. You know, sometimes even as leaders, as ministers, as pastors, as as, as people who, who God has used to help people, there are people you have helped in your life that will turn their backs at you. The moment you expect them the most, they are gone. You don't see them again. You don't even hear. The moment you expect them to stand up for you, to depart, to, to defend your cause, to speak for you, to help you. They are all gone. None of his own disciples, I mean public disciples, was there to help him. None. My goodness. Abandonment, aloneness. If there's anything that you must go through, you must go through that time of being alone. The time when you feel everyone is gone. The world is, is, has abandoned you. Your, your job abandoned you. Then you are alone. And then even when you are alone, you think you are alone with God. God seems to be silent. 
So Jesus turned. He had nowhere to turn to. He had no one to look up to, to even see well done. Nobody around. You know, sometimes you are doing so much for the Lord and you, you are expecting people to even say, well done. And the people you expect to tell you, well done, they are gone. Some deny, some abandon you, some don't even care. Some even want to kill you. Some even want to say evil things about you. It's a test of the cross. It's a test of the cross. When you choose to follow Jesus, you are not waiting for any man. It's a personal decision. It's a personal choice. No, don't expect anyone to stand with you. I see so many people who are discouraged today in their walk with God. Why? Ah, people left me alone. Nobody came to visit me. Nobody came to pray for me. When I was sick, nobody cared. When I was... It's a test of the cross. When Jesus was on the cross, on the way to the cross, nobody was there. No one was there to support him. No, None of his disciples was there to carry him through. Oh, even at that moment, heaven was quiet. The father turned away. Oh, yes. Jesus had to cry out, my father, I can take the, the abandonment of Peter. I can take the abandonment of, of James, John, and Thomas. I can take the denial or the betrayal of Judas. But Lord, how can I handle when heaven is silent on me? How can I handle it when God turns his face away from me? My father, Elohi, Elohi, Lama, Lama Sabatade. Jesus was so, so touched in his heart. He could not handle that. It was difficult. But friends, Jesus said, the works that I did, you shall do also even greater works. Even greater works. You want to walk in the steps of Jesus? You want to walk in the steps of Christ? Then listen to me. You will be abandoned. You will be, you will be left alone. Yes, you will be left alone to fulfill your purpose in Christ. To fulfill destiny. You cannot fulfill destiny among the crowds. Oh yes, miracles can be done while the crowds are cheering you on. Oh, you can do great teachings with the crowd. You can do great miracles, signs and wonders, bread and fishes and healings and miracles and encouragement while men are cheering you on. But do you know what? If you truly want to fulfill your prophetic destiny in Christ Jesus and you really want to advance in the will and the purpose of God, you must be ready to face it. You must be ready to face it. And many people have the fear of being alone. They have the fear of abandonment. Oh, Saul had that fear. That's how he missed it in destiny. I didn't want the people to leave me, he said to Samuel. I did it because I didn't want the people to leave me. Oh, if you are still trapped in that place where you don't want to be alone, where you just want people to be around you, people to celebrate you, people to keep shouting, and mm, 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 you are not ready to fulfill destiny. If you truly want to fulfill destiny, you must come to a point where you look around. You look to your right, and no one is there. You look to your left, and your most confident friends and families and relatives are gone. You look backwards, they are not there. You look forward, they are all gone. Oh, yes. And then you look upwards, and you can't even trace God. It feels that God is quiet on you. Feels like God is not there. Feels like God is gone away from you. Elohi, Elohi, 
lama sabatani. But even in that, are you offended? Are you brokenhearted? Because no one is there. I know so many people who are offended because God seems to be quiet on them. I know so many people who are offended because they felt that their pastor abandoned them in their most difficult heart. Some are offended because their parents and their friends left them alone. I know people are still offended because their father left them alone while they were young. Oh yes, you have to get over it. You have to get, if you really want to fulfill destiny, is a test you must go through. Oh yes, you got to go through it. You must go through that pain. You must go through that season of dryness, that wilderness experience when it feels that you are all alone. The test of the cross. The test of the cross. Moses had to go through it. At a point he was alone in the wilderness and then he entered into his prophetic destiny. Oh yes, Joshua was alone so many times. When the Lord came to him and said, be bold, be strong and courageous, he was alone. Oh yes, Daniel was alone so many times. Oh yes, Cornelius was alone when the angel visited him. Oh yes, Abraham was alone when the three men passed by and he ran after them. Oh yes. Oh yes, Daniel, he was alone. Will you be alone? The test of aloneness. Elijah couldn't stand it. Oh Lord, I'm the only prophet. Only me, only me. I'm alone. I'm da -da -da. And the Lord said, hey, 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 I have 7,000 prophets, you know. 7,000. They've not bowed to Baal. But you know what? You fail the test of being alone. The test of aloneness. The test of abandonment. He failed it and his ministry ended. Friends, are you ready for this walk with Jesus? The walk with Christ is not a walk in the park. The walk with Jesus is not the walk in the in, in, I mean the walk of, of, of flesh. No. It's the walk of reality. You will be tested. The cross will prove you. The word of the Lord will try you. The word of the Lord will try you. You will be abandoned. You will be you will be touched. You will be you will be you will be, you will be offended. But how do you handle it? How do you handle it? Oh yes. Joseph was alone. Oh, as long as he was in his father's house, his dreams could not come through. But the Bible says, he said, and the Lord sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. Who was what? Sold. So God was sending him. How was God sending him? Through slavery. He was sold. He was hurt with feathers. He was pained. He was bruised. He was wounded. Yet, it was God sending him. He was alone. He was alone to a land where he knew no one. He was abandoned. Abandoned in a pit. Abandoned in prison. Alone in prison. But that is the pathway to honor. That's the pathway to glory. That's the pathway to the palace. Friends, are you ready for the test of abandonment and aloneness? Finally this morning, the eighth test of the cross, which is the greatest of all, is the test of death. Mark chapter 15, verse 37, the Bible says, And Jesus cried out with a loud voice and breathed his last. How amazing, how wonderful to see the things that happened when Jesus gave up himself, gave up himself, gave up. When the body gives up to the discipline of the spirit, oh yes, 
How wonderful. If you read that account in Matthew chapter 27 from verse 50 to 53, the Bible says, And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, look at what happened when he gave up his spirit. The veil of the temple was turned in two from top to bottom and the earthquake and the rocks were split and the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. My goodness. Can you see what happened when he gave up his spirit? That was the test of death. When he breathed his last, he gave up on the flesh. He gave up on the body. Then things began to happen. There are things that will happen in your life, brother. Sister, there are things that will happen when you give up yourself. When you give up your body. When you give up your pride. When you give up your mind. When you say, oh Lord, the veil that has covered your glory. The veil that has become a, 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 a limitation, a hindrance a barrier between the excellence of God's power in your life will be turned into two. When you give up, give up on the flesh, give up on your own desires, give up on your pride, give up on self, the spirit sets in and the things begin to happen. For the spirit of a man is the candlestick of the Lord, giving up on self gives room for the spirit of Jesus which is alive in you to begin to manifest. So, things began to happen. The earth began to quake. Hello, friends. There are things that will never happen until you give up your spirit. Until you give up. You give up on the flesh. Paul said it. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. The life which I now live, I live by faith. Come on. Oh, what a blessing. What a blessing. When you give up on the flesh, do you know that? That giving up on your flesh can bring others back alive. The death of the cross brought souls. Graves were literally open. Men who had died years before rose up, came up, and began to walk the street again. There are people that are waiting. They are just waiting to for you to die so that they can come alive. I'm not talking about literal death. Don't be scared. I'm talking about the death of the cross. I'm talking about the death of the flesh. Jesus said, if any man will follow me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. Deny himself. Take up a cross. Follow me. I'm talking about the death of the cross where the flesh is stripped. Stripped of his pride. Stripped of his arrogance. Stripped of the, of the things that he loves and enjoys doing. That is when people can truly say, this one is the son of God. When Jesus was beaten, nobody said he was the son of God. When Jesus was, was, was wounded, was, the stripes were laid upon him, the tongues or the crown of tongues was placed upon him. Though he did not open his mouth, yet nobody was still convinced. But when he gave up his spirit, when he died on the cross, the things that began to happen, the earthquake 
things broke loose. And then what happened? What happened? The centurions, those who were there, looked and said, Truly, when they saw what has happened, what had happened, they saw what had happened, they said, Truly, this was the Son of God. This was the Son of God. Friends, friends, the greatest mystery of the cross is that it produces the death that brings life. It produces the death that brings freedom. It produces the death that opens the grave for others who are dead to come alive. Oh, it tears out the veil. It splits the rock and immediately, I mean ultimately, brings others back to life back to life. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 8 to 12, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken. <coughs> Excuse me. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always, my goodness, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then, death is working in us, but life in you. The death in Christ produce life in others. Oh brothers, oh sisters, only if you allow the death of the cross to walk in you, in your inner man, such that your flesh and your body dies and then the spirit finds expression. Many things, so many things will be at stake. Many things will be confined. Many lives will not be free. Oh, let's look at the words of Jesus in John chapter 12, verse 23 to 24. John chapter 12, verse 23 to 24. But Jesus answered them saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. What you will produce, what you will produce, if you go through the test of the cross, cannot be compared, never be compared with anything, anything in this world. Have you gone through the test of the cross? Have you gone through? Which of the tests are you currently going through? Is it the test of rejection? Is it the test of humiliation, mockery, and despise? Is it the test of betrayal? Or the test of despise? Or the test of denial? Or the test of false accusation and judgment? What are you going through? Which level are you? Are you going through the test of sorrow? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I've been through it. I've gone through it. What are you going through? One of the most important working tools of God with which he works on his own children to prove them, to test them, is the test of the cross. Your cross, your cross is your testing tool to prove the extent to which the word of God has indeed worked in you. 
I commend you to God this morning and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. God bless you and God keep you in the name of Jesus. Amen. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross the emblem of suffering and shame and I love that old cross Where the dearest and best For a world of lost sinners was slain So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay For a crown Oh that old Rugged cross So despised By the world As wondrous Attraction For me For the dear Lamb of God Left his glory Above to bear it to dark cavalry so I'll cherish the old 